Shri Damadarastikam ki jai. Shri Satchavrata Muni ki jai. Sanatango Swami ki jai. Anantakota Vaishnavinda ki jai. Glorious devotees, thank you for coming to this final presentation um, for the month of Kartik or Dharmatar. Uh, today, um, we will look at the composition of Sri Satyavrata Muni, Sri Dhammadarastikam, which is uh, core to the Gaudiya's Vrata, or um, special daily function uh, during the month of Kartik. And uh, let us begin there. Uh, it seems that I've have the wrong file open. One second, please, while I make a correction.
All right, I think we're back on track now. So the uh, Dhammadharastikam um, of Sri Satyavata Muni uh, is, uh, was originally presented uh, in the Padma Purana of Sri Krishna Dwipayana Vyas and uh, in the context of a conversation between uh, Nara Muni and the sage Sonika Rishi. Uh, this particular asticum was included in the Hari Bhakti Vilas as compiled by uh, Sri Gopal Bhatta Goswami and Sri Sanatan Goswami, uh, basically a a handbook for uh, regulative uh, devotional practice, uh, which was followed uh, quite strictly during the time um, of Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu and directly after uh, by uh, the Gaudiya Vaishnava community. And as time has moved forward here, uh, 500 years, since the advent of Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu, um, only certain aspects of the Hari Bhakti Vilas are still uh, daily incorporated in the uh, regular sadhana or devotional practice um, in contemporary uh, Vaishnav communities for various reasons, but mostly uh, this particular compilation of instructions uh, was for a particular culture at a particular time. And as time has moved forward and as the dispensation of Sri Chaitanya Sankirtan movement has spread into various other cultures, um, just the core aspects of this particular presentation have been maintained um, regularly. And, but this particular Osticum, Sri Damodar Osticum, uh, has become uh, a regular function of the Gaudiya community, observed every year during Kartik or Orja Vrat. Damodar Vrat, uh, and um, to look for specific reference, we could go to the section on uh, of Hari, Sri Hari Bhakti Vilas uh, called the Kartik Mahatmya uh, to find the presentation there. Today, we're going to look at the various verses of this Ostakam uh, through the um, unpacking as presented by Sri Sanatan Goswami himself in a con commentary he presented in regards to this Osticum called Dig Darsini, or an, an, our English understanding would be insights that guide us toward the inner and proper meaning um, of Satyavrata Muni's uh, Osticum. Uh, contemporarily, um, uh, this was originally presented in Sanskrit 
It was uh, translated into Bengali by Bhakti Prajan Keshava Goswami Maharaj. And then it was translated from Bengali into Hindi by Bhaktivedanta Narayan Goswami Maharaj. And we are working from an English presentation of uh, that translation by uh, Prajan Keshava Goswami Maharaj and uh, the commentary of uh, Bhaktivedanta Narayan Goswami Maharaj. Although today we will be only dealing with uh, the uh, presentation of Sanatan Goswami in regards to the Ostikam as uh, translated by uh, Prajan Keshava Goswami Maharaj. Uh, I also want to remind everyone, although we have come to the end of uh, Kartik Vrat, that uh, this Ostikam was also uh, spoken. Uh, there was a deep dive done by Swami Triparari back in 2016, where he presented uh, eight lectures on the Damodar Ostikam. Uh, he at uh, Ananda Ashram of Sagrahi, and these are a, these offer uh, also unique insight uh, into the Ostikam, uh, and I encourage everyone to listen to those lectures if you haven't already done so. Uh, if not during this Kartik, next Kartik, or at any time. Uh, there, it's a wonderful presentation. So, with that, we will enter into our uh, discussion today. So, the Dhammadarastikam of Sri Satya Ratamuni, Krishna is controlled by love and affection. Uh, regarding this Dhammadarastikam, uh, Sri Gopal Bhatta. Goswami has written in the Hari Bhakti Vilas, one who worships Sri Damodar during Kartik month by daily reciting the prayer Sri Damodar Astikam, which was uttered by Sri Satyavratamuni as it arose in his heart, will perpetually attract Sri Damodar himself. Sanatan Goswami has said in this regard, this prayer is Nitya Siddha, which means eternally perfect. It was manifested through Sri Satyavrata Muni and is capable of attracting Sri Damodar Krishna. With that, we come to the first verse of the prayer. Namam Ishvaram Satchitananda Rupam Lasat Kundalam Goluke Brajamanam Yasoda Biyo Lukalad Davyamanam I offer obeisances unto Sri Krishna, the possessor of all potencies, whose beautiful form is the entirety of concentrated existence, knowledge, and bliss. On his cheeks, makara-shaped earrings are swinging playfully, His infinite brilliance shines forth from his most splendid residence, the transcendental abode, Sri Gokula. 
He was afraid of Madhya Soda because he smashed the earthen pot of yogurt. When he saw her coming, he leapt down from the grinding mortar and ran away. Nevertheless, Madhya Soda ultimately caught hold of him from behind, for she ran more swiftly, swiftly than he did. So we can see here, uh, Satyavrata Muni's uh, prayers begin with a, a Mangala Charna, where in respects are offered the overall subject matter of the uh, Asticum is uh, presented. And also in a Mangala Charna, there is naturally some benediction and that will be manifest as we move forward. So this understanding of uh, Bhagavan Sri Krishna being the supreme Ishvara, Ishvara Paramakrishna, Sachitananda Vigraha, Anadir Adir Govinda, Sarvakaranakaranam, um, is the very first verse of Sri Brahma, Brahma's Brahma Samhita. So, the opening of this prayer by Satyanatrata Muni uh, brings out uh, much in regards to the Lord's transcendental form as displayed in Vraj to his most intimate associates. And we can understand that Krishna's beauty is revealed uh, relative to the devotee's love for him. And this has been established by Sanatana Goswami in his Brihad Bhagavatamrita. English translation would be the unique qualities of Sri Bhagavan's beauty manifest in accordance with the unique qualities of his associates. So as they surrender unto him and express their love for him, the Lord manifests his form in reciprocation to that love, uh, his form, his qualities, his pastime, uh, all becomes manifest in proportion with the love uh, so that there is a, an appropriate reciprocation between the lover and the object of love. So we can understand that the love that the Lord expresses and exchanges with his devotee is always appropriate to the loving mood um, expressed by the Lord's uh, associates. And here, uh, Sanatana Goswami has brought out the fact that uh, even the beauty that he manifests in his form is a, is a methodology that the Lord employs in uh, expressing uh, his love and exchanging love with the devotees. Excuse me one second. All right, a little bit of background noise there.
So a little from the Dig Darsini of Sri Sanat Goswami. Um, diving a little deeper into the meaning uh, to be that can be unpacked from Satyavrata Muni's uh, Osticum here. Uh, he is showing his special feeling of uh, Dasya Bhakti in this first verse. And um, he's also expressing the unique supremacy manifested by Sri Krishna and Gokula. Um, to be the very essence and entirety of his godhood. Lasat Kundalam, uh, Krishna's limbs are so beautiful that even the ornaments um, that adorn his form uh, become more beautif beautiful uh, because of his transcendental form. Uh, Gokule Brajamanam, uh, how splendid it is when Sri Krishna is in Gokula, Gokule, the home of his gopas, gopis, cows, calves, and others. Uh, Gokula is effulgent with the mood of natural love. So when Sri Krishna is situated there, he is certainly most splendid. Braja, Manam, uh, Yasoda, Yasodaya means uh, from his mother. He's running from his mother. He's running in fear of being punished. So the intimacy of their relationship and the Vatsalya Ras uh, is being expressed uh, by Satyavrata Muni. And uh, Sanatan Goswami uh, goes on to bring out that the use of the loving address Gopya instead of Yasodaya signifies that only those who are born in cowherd families have the great fortune of seeing these pastimes. So unique perspective here from Sanat and Goswami. Paramrista, that she caught him from behind. Sri Satyavata Muni indicates Sri Krishna's special affection for Mother Yasoda. In other words, he is declaring that Sri Krishna is Bhakti Vatsali. He has particular affection for his devotees. So we will continue now to uh, highlight verses from the Bhagavat Purana that uh, bring out the nature of Krishna's transcendental form uh, as it's manifest uh, in Vraj. First, we can go to uh, Brahma himself from the 14th chapter of the 10th canto. Uh, in his prayers, he says as follows, O master of the entire universe, only you are worthy of, worthy of being praised. O Vrajendanandana, son of the king of Raj, your body appearing like a fresh rain cloud is adorned with a yellow cloth that glistens like lightning and appears amazingly brilliant. Because you are wearing makara-shaped earrings and a peacock feather on your head, your lotus face radiates an uncommon splendor around your neck 
is a garland made of innumerable kinds of forest flowers and leaves. Tucked under your arm are a cane and a buffalo horn. Your flute, which is tied by your waist belt, looks very beautiful. In your lovely soft hands is a morsel of yogurt and rice. Even you are attracted by this cowherd boy attire of yours. I simply fall to the ground like a stick again and again at your feet, which are softer than lotuses and which are marked with all the auspicious signs. So we can see here that Brahma is also in his prayer uh, bringing out the exquisite form of uh, Lord Krishna uh, as, he's, as he displays himself in Vraj uh, for the pleasure of his associates there. The wives of the Brahmins uh, bring out this extraordinary beauty. Uh, they speak in the Bhagavatam's 23rd chapter as follows. His complexion, complexion was dark bluish, bluish, like a fresh monsoon rain cloud, and the glistening yellow cloth that was draped on his shoulders subdued the splendor of gold. There was a garland of forest flowers around his neck and a beautiful peacock feather splendidly adorned his head. Playful designs were painted on his limbs with colored minerals, and he had decorated himself with bunches of newly sprouted leaves. He looked just like a dramatic dancer. He was resting one hand on the shoulder of his friend, and with the other hand, he was playfully twirling a lotus flower. Ornaments decorated his ears and curls of black hair were cascading down his cheeks as his lotus face blossomed with a mild, mild playful smile. So the, all these descriptions are, are quite amazing. Um, when we look at them in the perspective of um, of what's being expressed through them. What I mean by that is, uh, of course, the Lord is extraordinarily amazing in so many ways, but this specific display of beauty as manifest in Vraj is quite extraordinary. And as Sanatan Goswami points out, it's this vision of the Supreme Lord is only available to uh, the residents of Raj. And this will come out more and more as the Ostika develops. And when we say the Rajas, the, the residents of Raj, the Lord's most intimate associates are able to be, behold this wonderful form. Um, we also include in that, it's a broader definition, also those that are serving in the same mood of, as those eternal associates. So they also are given such a vision as will be brought out by Sachin Vratamuni himself uh, as he develops his prayers. Um, we find Sukadev Goswami himself saying the following, 
Within their hearts, the damsels of Raj began to see that Sri Krishna entered the charming forest of Vrindavan, accompanied by his cowherd boyfriends. A peacock feather decorated the top of his head, and yellow karnikara <clears throat> flowers were resting on top of his ears. He wore a yellow, I'm sorry, golden yellow garment on his body, and a beautiful fragrant garland swung from five kinds strung, I'm sorry, from five kinds of forest flowers, circled his neck and hung down to his knees. Sri Krishna appeared like the best of dancers, performing a supremely captivating drama upon a stage. He filled up the holes of his flute with the nectar of his lips as the cowherd boys followed behind him singing his glories, which purify the entire world. In this way, the forest of Vrindavan, which is more charming than the divine realm of Vaikuntha, has become even more splendid from the impressions of his adorable lotus feet, which are marked with all the auspicious symbols like the conch and disc. So for Gaudiya Vaishnavas, these, these visions, these descriptions of the Lord in Goloka are are the pinnacle of their aspiration. Uh, they desire to see the Lord in this way, and they desire to associate with the Lord in this form, in these vestments. Uh, they desire uh, this manifestation of the Lord where all the Aishvarya is under the surface. We can see from the descriptions that we're reading here that there's much Aishvarya there, but it's of a very specific type. It's, it comes out through the Madhurya. It's manifested through the unique charm and, and, and beautifulness of, of the Lord's sweet loving exchange so it's it's a further way that the lord through his form is exchanging his deep love uh, for his devotee we'll conclude with this one additional verse spoken by the gopis o shri samashundar from your flute come the most endearing, slowly rolling melodies. Your beautiful form brings auspiciousness upon the entire universe. Moreover, moreover, upon seeing your beautiful form, even the bodies of the cows, birds, trees, and deer erupt with horripilation. After hearing the sweet melodies of your flute and beholding your captivating form, is there any woman in all the three worlds who would not become attached to you and leaving aside all proper conduct and shyness deviate from her religious principles? We proceed to the next verse of Satyavrata Muni's Osticum. We will just go with the English. I do want to cover a lot and try to bring out um, the amazing commentary that Sanatana Goswami has given 
given and the insights that he uh, makes available to us through this prayer into the unique characteristic of Raj Bhakti. Seeing the stick in his mother's hand and fearful of being beaten, he is weeping incessantly and rubbing his eyes again and again with his two lotus-like hands. His eyes are extremely restless and filled with fear. He takes heavy breaths again and again that cause the pearls and other ornaments around his neck, which is marked by three gracefully curving lines to tremble. O Damodar, you have been bound by your mother's Vatsalya Bhakti. I offer my obeisances unto, unto that Damodar. So Sachin Ratamuni is now um, putting forth in his Ostika the Leela narrative um, as presented in the Bhagavat Purana. Uh, we can see some of the verses he's incorporated into his Ostika. Uh, from ninth chapter, 11th uh, verse. Mother Yasoda watched as her naughty child cried bitterly and rubbed his eyes with both his hands. The black ointment from around his eyes mixed with her his tears and spread everywhere. Seeing her son with his eyes full of fear at the sight of the stick she was brandishing, Yasoda took him by the hand and began to gently reproach him in order to instill fear in him. So Krishna's hoping here by this as, as Sanatan, and, and what I'll be relaying here as we go forward will be Sanatan's insight uh, into the Osticum. Uh, he brings out and quotes these verses from the Bhagavatam, and then he embellishes uh, with these amazing insights. So he's saying that Krishna is hoping that by showing her how afraid he is, he can avoid being punished. And uh, we also heard from Jiva Goswami's presentation of the same Leela narrative uh, in the Gopal Champu that um, this is not just a show. I mean, Krishna is actually uh, afraid and uh, this fear is, of course, the Lord sometimes uh, puts on a mood uh, for some other purpose. But in this case, he's actually ex experiencing fear, which is an excitement to the Vatsalya Ross between himself and his mother, Yasoda. Uh, Rudantam, he cries bitterly and Karamboja yugmeda netra yugmam rijantam. He rubs his eyes again and again with both his lotus hands. Again, we see from the Bhagavatam's narrative, uh, the 14th verse, the same chapter, just as an ordinary mother in this world may bind her mischievous son, so Mother Yasoda, simply considering Krishna to be her son, tied him to the grinding mortar with a rope as if he were an ordinary child. So such as Ratamuni brings out Bhakti Badam. The meaning is Bhaktiva Badam. Sri Krishna is only bound by Bhakti and nothing else. Uh, this, of course, has been covered in the narrative uh, that we discussed from Gopal Champu. Uh, 
Sanatan brings out, he submitted to being bound on one hand because of the power of Sri Yasoda's bhakti for him in the form of motherly affection, and on the other because of his own special quality of willingly being controlled by his devotees, his bhaktas. The reason that his belly became bound with rope, Damodaratva, is that bhakti badam. He is completely enchanted exclusively by the bhakti of his devotees. This meaning actually leads to the previous one that he becomes bound because of his bhakti vatsalya, his willingness to be controlled by his devotees. And there's much that could be said uh, in regards to this. If we were to go to the Bhagavatam narrative, uh, we find the following verse. Uh, and there's much commentary there, which uh, I, I encourage everyone to uh, immerse themselves in, um, because the underlying siddhanta and the various tattvas that um, ornament that siddhanta is uh, brought out by the various commentators. So this verse is, is very enlightening for uh, Vraj Bhakti, and especially for those that are uh, in pursuit of Raganuga Bhakti, because it speaks of uh, the unique character of that kind of love for the Supreme Lord by extolling the virtues of Mother Yasoda's affection for Krishna. Uh, the verse from the Bhagavatam, uh, neither Lord Brahma, nor Lord Shiva, nor even the goddess of fortune, who is always the better half of the Supreme Lord, can obtain from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the deliverer from this material world, such mercy as received by Mother Yasoda. So we can just try to, to, to perceive uh, what uh, Sukadev Goswami is, is saying here. I mean, if we look at the extraordinary service of these uh, most magnificent personalities, uh, Brahma, Shiva, and uh, Lakshmi, uh, his transcendental consort in Vaikuntha, that that they have never obtained from the Supreme Lord uh, mercy of the magnitude that was bestowed upon Mother Yasoda, where the Lord himself became completely bound up by her love. So I'm going to uh, go on to Sanatan Goswami's commentary on the Osticum, but as I said, there's, there's much deep insight in the Bhagavatam commentaries in regards to this 20th verse of the ninth chapter, uh, which I encourage everyone to enter into uh, because it, it, it forms a foundation for this extraordinary uh, position of Raj Bhakti 
that is the aspiration of all Gaudiya Vaishnavas. The Ostakam goes on. By his childhood pastimes, such as this Dhamma Bandana Leela, he perpetually drowns all the residents of Gokula, his gopas, gopis, cows, calves, and so forth, who are all manifested by his pastime potency in pools of bliss. He thus informs those who have knowledge of his absolute divinity that only the pure and simple love of these devotees can conquer him. Again, hundreds of times, I offer loving obeisances unto Sri Damodar Krishna. So Satchitra Muni is expressing here that the Lord has unlimited uh, worshipers uh, who, who approach him in uh, so many uh, unique ways in, in, in order to serve him and show their appreciation and love for him. But the topmost manifestation of loving exchange with the Lord can be seen in the residence of Raj. And it can it is not excelled by any other any other, other of the Lord's devotees uh, in any other of his transcendental abodes. Tidrik Swalila B. To establish his wonderful Lord, the Lord's unique glory. Uh, he accomplishes this by illustrating his wonderful character. In this verse, E.T. is used to mean like this, like this by his Bhaktivatsai. In this way, he reiterates that it is Sri Krishna's nature to come under the control of his devotees. By his supremely enchanting, extraordinary childhood pastimes, like Damodarlila, he is immersing all the residents of Gokula in great bliss. Uh, again, Sanatan Goswami uh, brings out the correlation between Satyavrata Muni's Asticum and uh, the Leela narrative of the Bhagavat Purana. Uh, he brings out the verse of uh, the gopis. This is the older gopis encouraging Krishna to dance in various ways. They would clap their hands or say, if you dance, then we will give you a ladu. Although Krishna is Bhagavan, the supreme omnipotent Godhead and the master of all opulences, baby Krishna would dance for them like an innocent human child. Sometimes they would tell him to sing, and like an ordinary bewildered child, he would sing for them, enchanted by them. He became like a wooden puppet in their hands. Just to conceive of what's being put forth here by... Um, Sukadev Goswami, uh, it's 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 off the scriptural map. It's beyond what would be considered appropriate behavior in the presence of the Supreme Lord. To be 
to be offering the Lord a sweet meat. Please take this sweet meat and uh, and 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 give us a dance. Uh, would you do do that, please? So in this way, Krishna is exchanging this this highest loving loving uh, reciprocation uh, in the most charming of ways, which are so uncharacteristic of what one would consider the topmost display of religiosity. Uh, also from the 10th canto, Sanatan quotes this verse, sometimes the gopis would order Sri Krishna to bring them some one's shoes, wooden seats, measuring cups, or the weights used for scales. At such times, he would act as if he was unable to lift these articles and would simply stand there touching them. And then he would repeatedly strike his arms to show his mightiness. By such gestures, he would fill his own kid with boundless joy. So, Satyavrata Muni is, is referring to Krishna Swagosam, uh, his own king, the re kin, the residence of Gokula, to be totally submerged, ni jamjantam, ni ba, I'm sorry, ni mazjantam, in a nectarian and incredibly, incredibly deep pool of extraordinary happiness, Ananda Kunda. So by these pastimes, um, Sri Krishna is making known Akyapayantam to all who are Tadiya Ista Shneshu, who worship him as the supreme controller and the master of all souls, that he is himself controlled and defeated by the love of his pure devotees. So these others, um, he, he's displaying to the, this most intimate um, display of loving affection uh, with the Raj Bhaktis um, in order to highlight um, the amazing love that they have for him and how he can, how he is reciprocating that love in the most extraordinary way. Um, Sanatan brings out that the Lord isn't controlled by devotees who worship him on the path of Ashvarya Bhakti, which is characterized by a mode of reverence, nor is he controlled by jnanis who know he, him to be self-sufficient and the supremely powerful Lord, nor by those whose bhakti is mixed with such jnan. In this verse, the sage wishes to say, among the limbs of bhakti, which are required for all devotees, I only pray to perform one special limb of bhakti, vandana, to constantly express my adoration for Sri Bhagavan. I do not pray for knowledge of Sri Bhagavan's opulence or anything else. Now, there is a progression as Sanatan Goswami brings up 
out in his dig Darsini Tika here to this Osticum of Satyavrata Muni, there's a progression um, in these prayers uh, as they're put forth by uh, Satyavrata Muni. And we will try to go a little quickly now uh, because of the time constraints uh, in order to bring out uh, that progression and uh, highlight uh, the Muni's uh, deep insights in approaching the Lord uh, for the, the topmost attainment, because that's really the objective of Satyavrata Muni here. So he's begun, we're now to the third verse, and um, progressively, um, Sonatin's pointing out here, but here he's 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 praying for one special kind of of the ability to offer um, prayers that are significant to nurturing his spiritual advancement. In this third verse, this is the the primary characteristic. O supremely effulgent and playful divinity, I do not ask you for freedom from mortal suffering, um, nor do I ask for the ultimate limit of freedom, uh, residence by Kunta, nor do I seek any other benediction from you, even attaining bhakti characteristic, characterized by shravatam kirtan, etc. Even though, as the supreme benefactor, you can easily grant all these benedictions. O Lord of life, may your beautiful form as Balagopal, a little cowherd boy in Vraj, always remain visible within my heart. I have no use for any benediction other than this. So here, Satyavrata Muni is, is appealing to the Lord, and he's, he's, he's now focusing uh, his desire uh, in this appeal in the fourth verse that his desire is, is, is single, he has a single focus here, that he doesn't care about artha, dharma, kama, what, and not even moksha. I, I don't care for even moksha. And I, I don't care for any other benediction that can be attained by Navada Bhakti, by the ninefold process of Shravanam, Kirtanam, any attainment that can come from that. Um, I'm only interested in this one attainment. And the one attainment now is I want to be able to have the vision of your form as Balagopal eternally resident in my heart. Now, what we should see here is that at this point, Sanatan Goswami brings out in his commentary that what the Muni is requesting is the Antar Darshan of the Lord. He wants to see him internally. 
Now, there is an entire narrative put forth by Sanatan Goswami himself in that regard in his Brihat Bhagavatamrita, uh, wherein he narrates uh, Go, Go, Gopakumar's exchange with uh, Pipalayana Rishi. Uh, Gopakumar um, went to the abode of the great sages, and Pipalayana there instructed him in this Antar Darshan of, of seeing the Lord uh, internally all the time. And he encouraged Gopakumar to engage in this process and that it was the it was the topmost process that really you can completely see the entirety of the Lord only when you when you take him in you have this internal vision because the external vision is limited in so many way, ways due to the limitations of the senses. Uh, so this is uh, people lie in his perspective. And as we know from that narrative of Brihat Bhagavata Mrita, uh, it was ultimately, uh, although embraced by Gopakumar, uh, he went beyond it, uh, desiring to go back and, and, be a, and take a position where he could engage in direct service to the form of the Lord um, with his active senses. So, but at this stage, as I said, there's a progression, and I want to reveal that progression as put forth by Sanatan Goswami in his Dig Darsini commentary. So now, uh, the Muni is is bringing out the fact that he wants this of all the, of all that could be attained, and all the all the all the benedictions that um, one could aspire to, even uh, from sadhana bhakti. Uh, he wants this inner vision. This is this is what he feels would be most appropriate. And uh, he proceeds, O Deva, your lotus-like face encircled by soft blackish blue curling locks of hair that have a reddish glow is repeatedly kissed by the gopi Sri Yasoda. May your supremely charming lotus face with lips like red bimba fruit always remain manifest in my heart. I do not care about millions of other attainments. So he fortifies this desire. Mukambo jam, your face is just like a lotus flower. May manasi mahor avirastam. May that lotus face manifest within my heart again and again. So <clears throat> he proceeds from there. Uh, in the next verse, O Deva, O you, who have a divine form, I offer my respectful obeisances under, unto you. O you, who are Bhaktivatsal, affectionate to your devotees. Sri Damodar, O Ananta, Lord of inconceivable magnificent potencies. O all-pervasive Vishnu, O Prabhu, my master, be pleased with me. I am drowning in an ocean of incessant worldly miseries. Alas, I am extremely miserable, and I do not know what to do. O Isha, supremely independent, supremely independent controller, please deliver me by the nectarian shower of your merciful glance 
and enliven me by becoming directly visible to my eyes. Sanatan Goswami now brings out the fact that, and he, that his desire has now matured or developed uh, because the sprout of Prem has now manifest. And if we look to Sri Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur's Madhurya Kadambani, uh, we know that when the sprout of Prem breaks through, um, it's called Bhava Bhakti. And during the stage of Bhava Bhakti, the Bhakti has basically gone beyond the intellectual realm of sadhana and entered into the emotional realm uh, of bhava. And in that, at that stage, the devotee begins to have sporties or temporary visions of the Supreme Lord's divine form. And here, Sanatan brings out in his commentary that uh, the Muni is, is now experiencing this. So he, he, he now is developing as this Prem is coming in its initial stage of Bhava Bhakti, an intense longing to Shri, see Sri Bhagavan directly. Um, and he's concluded, uh, according to uh, Sanatana Goswami, that the best way to continually have that, that sporty, that vision, is by Nam Sankirtan. And truly, the, the outpouring of that Nam Sankirtan is this Osticum itself. So he's, he's singing this Osticum, and the Osticum is his, is his means of Nam Sankirtan for attaining, through his intense longing, this direct darshan with Bhagavan Sri Krishna. And this direct darshan first begins with this these temporary sporties, these temporary um, introductions where the Lord uh, sh shows his form to his uh, devotee who is gradually, whose love is gradually budding in this, at the stage of bhava bhakti. So um, there's nothing more rarely achieved than direct darshan of Sri Krishna. Um, and it would not have been appropriate for Sri Satyavrata Muni to request it at the very beginning of his prayers. For this reason, Sanatana Goswami points out, we see the sequence of his prayers and how he's, he's presented the prayers sequentially as to deeper and deeper realization and revelation. Uh, of the Supreme Lord. 
The prayer goes on, O Damodar, even though you were bound with a rope to the grinding mortar by, mortar by your mother, you set the two sons of Kuvera, Nalakuvar and Manigriva, free from Sri Narada's curse that they live as twin Arjuna trees and enabled them to become recipients of the highest possible attainment, bhakti. In the same way, please profusely bestow upon me praying bhakti for you. I long for this alone. I do not want any other kind of liberation. Such a Vratamuni is now, his, the intensity of his desire is increasing. Uh, he, he also is expressing the fact that this topmost attainment of the direct darshan of the Lord uh, is attained as Nalakuvar and Mani Griva attained it. Uh, it is attained through the mercy of the Lord's devotees. And also, that attainment is acquired uh, not by any anything that can be done independent of that mercy. Um, that does not mean that we do not. Uh, the stage of sadhana bhakti practiced under the direction of the Lord's devotee is itself a manifestation uh, of that merciful dispensation. But that's a deeper discussion for another day. But here he's bringing out the points that um, that through this prayer, um, although the Lord himself, Sanatan brings out, is, is, is in the state of being bound, uh, he liberated Mochital, the two sons of Kuvera, Nalakuvar and Manigriva. But he did not just free them from Sri Narada's curse and liberate them from material existence. He also gave both of them Prem Bhakti for him. So Sanatana Goswami is bringing out the fact that this, this is extraordinary, that even though the Lord is a fully immersed in his loving pastimes in Vraj, even in that condition, he is still satisfying the desires of his devotees. And here, Narada has wished for the ultimate well-being of these two sons of Kuvera, and the Lord is granting that why he himself is bound by the ropes to the mortar by his mother. Um, so quite extraordinary um, from Sanatana Goswami's viewpoint. So there's some paraphrasing here by Sanatana Goswami, O Damodar, just as you granted Prem Bhakti to the two sons of Guvera without any cause, similarly, please profusely bestow upon me Prem Bhakti for you, which is characterized by taking absolute shelter, absolute shelter of your lotus feet. The Muni concludes. 
this eighth, eighth verse, O Damodar, I offer my respectful obeisances to you, to the celebrated rope binding your belly, for it is an abode of brilliant effulgence. I offer my respectful obeisances to your belly, which supports the entire universe of moving and non-moving entities. I offer my respectful obeisances again and again to Srimati Radhika, your most beloved, and I offer my respectful obeisances to you, my divine Lord, who performs unlimited transcendental pastimes. So he's really bringing out the fact that he, in order, he, he's recognized the moon he has, and he's bringing out in this osticum for our benefit the fact that only by the mercy of Bhagavan's loved ones can one attain their cherished goal, and especially such a cherished goal as available uh, in Vraj, to have the Lord's personal association there. And there, uh, Radhika, uh, Srimati Radharani, reigns supreme. So with that uh, quick and somewhat superficial overview of Satyavrata Muni's Damodar Asticam, uh, we will conclude our uh, five-part presentation uh, during this month of Kartik. I'll thank you so much for your kind association. One question here, can you confirm that these verses from Sri Satyavrata Muni are a vision of the Lord as well as a prayer simultaneously without either the vision or the prayer coming first? Mm. Well, we can say in this regard that we would uh, take the verses as being representative of uh, Satya Muni's uh, full realization. So they were written in his maturity. And in that maturity, uh, we would feel that he put forth the entirety of the Osticum um, after his full revelation. So he's He's an accomplished devotee, and he's giving us basically a, a snapshot into his heartfelt feelings as he progressed um, through these various stages. Uh, and he's also giving us direction there uh, through the Osticum and the development of the Osticum, um, he's giving us a direction as to how one progresses. And if we were to go deeply and, and, and enter profoundly into this Osticum and unpack it, uh, unpack it um, very comprehensively, uh, we would find there that... Um, Yes, uh, we would agree that he he's already he's already attained this vision, and now he's simply 
uh, writing it down uh, uh, for our uh, benefit. I thank you all for your kind attendance uh, during this month and for your uh, merciful association. Vanchakalpadubhishya, Kripasindabhivacha, Patitanam Pabhanebhyo, Vaishnavidya Namo Namaha. Hare Krishna. Krishna Kirtana Gana Nathana Palau Premamritambani Oh,